Rogers. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, I always love the reception I get. I very much appreciate it. Um, this is why I was like, I don't want to preach too frequently, so it still feels special. <laughs> like, it's great. Um, for those of you who I haven't met, uh, my name is Mariah Felder. I am the youth pastor here. Um, and I have the pleasure of working with our sixth through 12th graders. Also, note to any of the sixth through 12th graders who might be here, there are sermon reflection worksheets in the back if you want to use those. Um, <laughs> If, in case we didn't talk about that earlier, but uh, we are, oh, let me grab the clicker. Yes, thank you. Um, we are continuing in our series uh, today called Asking God. And I love this question because you can ask any of our root students. I love asking questions. I love uh, the idea of asking questions of God and of ourselves about our faith. So that's something that uh, we value a lot in Roots. So I'm loving that, we, that we're talking about this as a, as, as a church. And in the series, we are thinking through some common questions that we might get, that we might ask the Lord, and some common questions that folks might have uh, to ask God. So the first week we talked about who is God and also who is God not. Um, and then last week with Patrick, we talked about where is God? So today's question is, am I okay? It's a, it's a bit of a heavy one. Um, and it's also a broad one. And there, and there are some uh, different ways to interpret this question, but today we'll look at two, and in my opinion, connected ways of approaching this question. Uh, the first way to ask it is personally. God, am, am I okay? Um, like, am I doing all right? Like, emotionally, internally, am, am I okay? And then the second way of asking it is relationally. Like, God, am I okay with you? Like, are we good? Like, we good? Um, and both ways of framing the question are important and may allow us to hear different things from the Lord. So we're going to look at that today. So I want to talk about the first way. Um, because that is the way that I had to pose this question to the Lord this week. Um, I had to ask God um, when we talked about it and, you know, made a decision. We're like, all right, Mariah, you're going to preach this week. I was like, God, am I okay to do this? Like, what? Am I okay enough to stand in front of people um, to talk about being okay? Um, like many others of you, like we mentioned earlier, I'm also grieving the loss uh, with the Kennedys of baby uh, Agnes. I love the Kennedys dearly, and it is hard to know that they are experiencing touch, such a tough loss. And that's hard for me as their friend, as their kid's pastor. It's hard. We've prayed and prayed for Agnes, and her healing did not come in the way that we hoped. So that is something that I am sitting with. So when I asked God this week, am I okay? Uh, I heard very clearly from the Lord, no, you're not, but that's okay. Like that doesn't disqualify you from this task that you're being asked to do. Me being sad or not feeling 100% is not a problem for God. Of course God cares and God empathizes with my pain, but that does not change how God sees me or what God has called me to do. 
And sometimes when we are not feeling okay, when we are feeling sad, angry, depressed, when we are grieving, it can feel like God moves farther and farther away. Um, it's, often to, it's often easy to feel like uh, our difficult feelings put a strain on our relationship with God. It's like, oh, well, I'm not doing good, so that must mean that we're not doing good. Um, and it's easier to feel like we're doing a good job following Jesus when things are going well, right? It's like, oh, I have more money, so I f it feels easier to be generous, like less things are bothering me, so it feels easier to be patient, to be kind. But when we experience, and when we experience hard seasons, sometimes our spiritual rhythms aren't what we would like them to be, our prayer life doesn't feel the same, and we start to wonder, God, am I still okay with you? Are we good? But God is not scared off by our brokenness. God isn't expecting our perfection. God just simply desires us as we are, to come to him as we are. So uh, I want to jump into scripture, but before I do that, I want to pray for us. God, thank you. Thank you for uh, who you are and who you've promised to be. You have promised to be the one who is close to the brokenhearted, the one who would never leave us nor forsake us. So as we uh, talk about today and ask you if we are okay, um, be with us no matter what our answer may be. Be present to us um, and help us to hear you and to, and to feel your presence with us wherever we might find ourselves today. So we ask all of these things in Christ's name. Amen. So our main passage today will be two chapters towards the end of the book of Isaiah, chapter 61 and 62. Uh, the second half of the book of Isaiah is for the people of Israel after exile in Babylon. So the people are returning back to their land, but their nation still hasn't been fully restored yet. They're a people who have experienced a catastrophic event. They were taken from their homes, they lost their way of life, they lost their way of worship, they were traumatized. But the exile was also an act of judgment against Israel for their years and generations of sin and injustices. So I would imagine that they're also feeling, uh, experiencing feelings of guilt and shame for the way that they've sinned against God and God's people. So chapters 61 and 62 are prophetic messages of hope and reassurance of God's commitment and love for them regardless of where they are or of where they are and how they're feeling. So I'm going to uh, so if you'd like to turn with me I'm going to start reading at chapter Isaiah chapter 61 uh, starting at verse 1. And this is the passage that Jesus read at the start of his ministry in Luke 4. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to release the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. So in chapter 61, so chapter 61 starts by answering the question, uh, are they okay by acknowledging that they are brokenhearted, that they have been imprisoned, that they have been taken captive, and that they are mourning? 
personally or internally, they are not okay. But again, that's not a deterrent for God. That is the exact place where God seeks to meet them and minister to them. And then the second way of approaching this question of am I okay is, like I said, asking it relationally. We can ask it in a way of wanting to be sure of our forgiveness, our righteousness, as whether or not we are pleasing to God. We all haven't done the things that we should have, or we haven't all said the things that said, we have all said things that we weren't proud of, or just haven't lived into God's best for us. Right? We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but we can turn to God and ask, Am I still okay? And that's an expression of a desire for relationship that I believe brings joy to the heart of God. When we ask, am I okay in this relational way, we wait to hear God's answer back to us. And it allows us to highlight those places where we need to continue to grow and places where we're not becoming more like Jesus and ask for the Holy Spirit's help. Um, It reminds me of the uh, Psalm of what the psalmist says in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. And that asking of God, am I okay? It's saying, hey, like, let me know what's here that's not like you. What, what, what stuff here needs to go? And that asking of, are we okay relationally? What are the things that are keeping me from connecting to you? Not that God is moving farther away, but that there are things in our lives that push us farther away. And to ask God to highlight those things to us. For me, um, my core desire is always to be good. If you know anything about the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram One. Being good and doing things right, that is my motivator for everything. So I am one who can get caught up in the cycle of asking, God, are we good? Like, am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? Like, am, am I doing, am I spending enough time in prayer? Am I reading my Bible? Like, am I, am I good? And while it is good to check in with God and to do this type of personal uh, examination, it can start to turn unhealthy when we are trying to overperform and overfunction. Um, when we don't understand God's baseline answer to this question of, are we okay, right? God's baseline answer um, is, yeah, that we're good. And I think the most emphatic, convincing answer we can get uh, from the Lord to this question is an affirmation of God's love and delight in us, regardless of our current state, regardless of our past mistakes, regardless of our shortcomings. And that's what I love about Isaiah 62, Um, Because it's speaking, again, to a nation of people who have grieved the heart of God with their rejection of God and their injustices towards others um, and their breaking of the covenant and disregard of the covenant at times um, that they made with God. And then they were in exile. And now they're on the other side of that. And God, like, reaffirms God's love and joy that he takes in his people. So I'm going to read Isaiah 62, starting at verse 4. It says, you shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no no more be termed desolate, but you shall be called, my delight is in her, and your land married, for the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. And I don't know about you, but when the first time I read that, I was like, God rejoices over, like that 
sounds really beautiful. And I don't know if I, if I lean into or, or think about that enough. Like, the Lord is acknowledging that they have abandoned um, the ways of the Lord and things have looked bleak and they, you know, they felt forsaken. But God is a professing his love and delight over God's people. And it kind of blows me, it kind of blows my mind a little bit when I think about, like, that me as I am, like, as small and, like, weird and awkward and all the things, like, could bring joy to the heart of, like, the God of the universe. Like, the, the scale of that, just, I can't fully comprehend, but I'm, like, working on it, right? Like, that is, I think, our lives work is, like, working on, like, the understanding that us as, like, little and small and, like, insignificant as we may seem in, like, the grand scheme of life. God's like, I like that one. Like, that one makes me happy. But, like, he does that to all of us. Like, that's really cool. Um, and even to think that even despite our sinfulness, our brokenness, regardless of how hurt we may feel, God desires a relationship with us, and that relationship brings God delight. So I had to learn this lesson in a very annoying way, and the Lord was very persistent in teaching me this lesson uh, in early 2019. It was the start of my last year of grad school, um, and life felt like a hot mess. So like, not just like a dumpster fire, but like a dumpster fire on wheels, um, right? So this was essentially how I was feeling for like the first half of 2019. Um, and at the time, I had no clue what I was gonna do for graduation. I felt directionless. I was angry and I was kind of bitter because I felt like I had focused you know, my three years on like serving the church. And then I get to like my last semester, I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like maybe I should have been like more strategic about like finding a job and like what I'm gonna do. But I was like, oh no, I'm just like serving Jesus and his people. But then you get to the last semester and like, um, uh, okay, like, this is cool, but I still need a job. Um, so I'm like, God, like, you're supposed to help me here. Um, so I did what I knew to do. I went and I got prayer ministry on Sundays. I had people in the home group pray for me, like hoping that I was gonna get a word that would provide clarity and direction or just something that would be helpful. And the word that I got, and I kept getting the same word from everybody. God, the same word I got was, God is proud of you. I said, huh? I went to a conference in Syracuse called Purpose. Um, and I was leaving the sanctuary and this lady stopped me. She was like, hey, I, I was praying and like the Lord highlighted me to you, you to me. And like, I feel like the Lord, I have a sense that the Lord wants me to, to give you a word. And I was like, oh, snap, what is it? And she said, the Lord just really wants me to tell you that like, God is just so proud of you. And my face was this. I said, really? This, the purpose is, the, the conference is literally called purpose. Okay, like, Lord, you could have given me something. But no, I got, I am proud of you. I said, God is proud of me. Okay, great. What am I supposed to do with this? I was confused, annoyed. Again, like, my life feels like a hot mess. And I even looked up the definition of proud because I was like, maybe I'm misunderstanding what the word means. I was like, maybe there's an alternate definition that I'm not understanding, like I'm just not aware of. So I looked it up. There was, I, I knew what it meant. <laughs> and I got that word for months and I had no clue what to do with it. It didn't make any sense. 
and actually even got it again in July. Um, but recently, um, I think the Lord has really uh, helped me to understand what, that, what it meant. I think God was trying to communicate to me that he was like pleased with me and loved me regardless of where I was. Even if it felt like life was a dumpster fire on wheels. Um, like God still loved me and like took pride in me and like was proud that I kept showing up and still wanted a relationship even though life felt really, really difficult. Like, he was trying to communicate that my definition of what a successful seminarian or like what a successful person was, was very different than his definition of a successful person, right? Like, it, it, it almost was hard to fathom that God could take pleasure and delight in me in the state I was in. So that is why the Lord needed to tell me in every different way possible that God was proud of me. And I am now so grateful to, to think and to know that we have a God who invites our questions, who meets our, uh, who meets our, our bitterness and our anger and our hot messness of our lives with love and compassion. So I encourage you to take God up on the invitation and to carve out some time to ask God, am I okay? and then listen for the response. And don't worry, we will do that in a little bit. Um, and sometimes the answer will be, yeah, you're good. Yep, life is good, you're good, we're good. And there are other times God might respond with, even if you're not right now, you will be. And I still delight in you either way. And sometimes that's the message that we have to hear from the Lord. God doesn't ignore or run away from our pain, our suffering, our sin, but instead meets us in it and offers God's presence and unfailing love and reassurance that all manner of things shall be well. So uh, as I get ready to kind of wrap things up, I wanna offer a few invitations before we move into a time of worship and prayer ministry. But these invitations are a little different. We're gonna do them together. So, First, uh, I want you guys to get comfortable. Get into whatever kind of prayerful position works for you. Whether that's sitting, both feet on the floor, or kneeling, bowing, standing up, whatever works for you. Get into uh, a prayerful position. And we're gonna take some time, and we're gonna ask God, am I okay? And this is just a chance for you to check in with God about how you're feeling. Ask the Lord to search your heart, to highlight things that you should pay attention to. So we're going to do that together. Uh, we'll take a little bit and just ask God, am I okay?
And as we begin to hear from the Lord, as things become to begin to come to the surface, invite the Holy Spirit to meet you wherever, uh, in whatever state you find yourself in. And ask the Holy Spirit to minister to you there. And lastly, receive God's love and delight in you. Open your heart, and if it helps you to open your hands out in front of you, right now, just as you are, receive God's love and delight in you. Just imagine what life would be like if you imagined, if you believed that God was proud of you right now, right as you are. So while I would love for us to stay in this space, I hope that the Holy Spirit is beginning to, to stir some things up in you, um, and we will have time to continue that um, in our uh, time of prayer and worship uh, in a little bit. Um, but I have a bonus invitation, so the worship team can come up as I offer my fourth and bonus one. Um, and a way of kind of continuing what we... Uh, just started here in this exercise is to try praying the examine. Um, the examine is a prayerful way of reviewing your day in the presence of God. It was kind of formalized by Saint Ignatius of, of Loyola and it's a simple five-step process that will help you check in with God. People have created different variations and different ways of doing it over the years um, but we kind of we talk about this often with uh, our kids. Um, so here's a adult version of kind of the wording that we use uh, with our kids. Um, the first one is to review the day with gratitude. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you your day. Uh, the second is to notice the places where you've missed God or made mistakes. Third, uh, notice the places where you saw God. Uh, fourth, look forward to tomorrow and invite God's presence. And fifth, pray for the day that has passed and the day ahead. So um, we actually have prayer cards that we have made. If you look behind you, Patrick is holding one up that you can grab on your way out. Um, we made them for the kids, but I figured that the adults would enjoy them too. So you can grab one and it has the examine uh, on there and a prayer on the back. But Christians have used this 
examined for hundreds of years as a way, uh, as a proactive way of asking God, am I okay? Like, how did today go? Like, what's, what's going on here? So I would encourage you to, uh, to take the practice. It can take 15, 20 minutes. Um, and uh, the, uh, the kind of the Christian monks um, who use this, like they just made a habit of it so that they would do it multiple times a day of just kind of going and reviewing and saying, hey, God, am I okay? Like what's, what's been going on in my day? Where do I need to check in with you? So I offer that to say, um, God wants to, to review your day, your week, your month, your year with you and to say, yeah, things might be hard, but you're okay because you're good with me. Um, so uh, before we hear, uh, get some more prayer invitations from Pastor Josh, um, and go into musical worship. Let me pray for us. God, thank you that you are one who delights in us. Whether we feel delightful or not, you still delight in us. You still take joy in us and you see us um, as we are and love us for who we are. So God, um, thank you. God, I pray that as we uh, move on time into this time of prayer and worship, that you would speak to us, that your Holy Spirit would come alongside us and help us to see the places um, that you're drawing our attention to. God, I pray that um, for those of us who do not feel okay, that we would know your closeness and feel your presence um, and know that, um, yeah, all things will be well because it is you who is walking beside us. So we ask all of these things in Christ's name.